0: We are back! (laughs) We're back from many months of hiatus since December. And boy, do we have a treat for you for our opening day. (laughs) (laughs) As you probably remember, I'm sure you've listened to it recently because it's very boring right now. And I've listened to many podcasts. I've re-listened to our podcasts. (laughs) That's how far I've been. Our last uh, uploads were me and Claire's fake exchanges to each other that we wrote. And we're coming back... With the fanfiction, the only fanfiction, I think, that we've written together. Yep. (laughs) Not for this podcast, just (laughs) because. Just for fun. The way fanfics were intended. Uh, Fanfics intended. This is fine fair, because I don't know if I said that. I'm pretty sure I did.
1: (laughs) And I'm Claire, and she's Grace. Grace.
0: (laughs) We're jumping in. We're just too excited. We know you know who we are. So, we are going to dive into our new season with a fanfiction entitled, That One Weird Joe Jonas (laughs) Fanfiction. No, not one weird Joe Jonas fanfic. Not even the full word. <laughs> and the subcaption is The Weirdest Joe Jonas fanfic you will ever read, based off of Joe Jonas's sexual frustration and the letter he entitled My Life as a Jonas Brother.
1: <laughs> and as a reminder, he wrote this letter in like twenty thirteen. Do you want
0: do you remember how we found out about this and like why we decided to write this fanfiction? No, I feel like you saw his article somewhere. Because I have a vivid memory of like you and me and one of our other roommates, maybe more, standing in the kitchen and talking about it. And I think someone found it on their phone, like off BuzzFeed or something and was just reading this article about how Joe Jonas and I assume the other two, maybe just him though, had such a tough time being in a... Boy band with his brothers. They had the purity rings, and that was kind of the part of their shtick. So they had to keep it up for like a very long time. And then, and then
1: they were part of the Disney family. Yeah,
0: and they were part of the Disney family, so they had to be like pure and like squeaky clean and like. I just
1: remember the line of Joe being like, "I just want to be able to wear my jean jacket with my band pins," and I was like, because he thought that was punk. That
0: was too punk. For that was its, too uh, punk image. for
1: their for their Disney Channel image. And Which is I was wild. just
0: like. What? (laughs) And at some point, I don't remember anything about this article that he wrote or letter that he wrote, but apparently he had a lot of sexual frustration.
1: (laughs) It basically was a lot of closeted, like, Mm -hmm. because he kept talking. He did keep alluding to the fact that they,
0: like, couldn't
1: have normal relationship. It
0: was a very angsty... Because I can't imagine he was super old at that point in the letter. Maybe like early 20s, probably.
1: Yeah. He would have been like 24, 25 Mm -hmm. at the time of this letter.
0: Yes. And so we're we're standing in the kitchen. Someone's reading it off of their phone and we're just like laughing about it because it's so angsty. And I want to say immediately we decided to write a fan fiction about yeah. it like we we started riffing on like situations he would have been in and like things he would have had to avoid and to like get his like sexual urges out without actually having any sex yep yep that was it and then we sat in our living room for like four hours and just yep. whipped out this fan fiction into the night yep yeah <laughs> that part how that part i remember it was like the easiest thing i've ever written
1: <laughs> yep yep it just flowed it
0: flowed yes we didn't like plan a a pairing for this one but like i probably would have been drinking whatever was in the fridge for free (laughs) so whatever is free whatever is free whatever one of our roommates brought home and didn't want the rest of Yep. (laughs) all right so since we both wrote this how do you want to divvy up reading this do you want to do like paragraph by paragraph Sure. Just like slap it back and uh, forth. Yeah. Because it's only fair. Yeah. So we wrote it together. All right. So this is, in my brain, this is called the recounting. Because <laughs> it's even dumber. <laughs> that is even dumber. It's called the recounting. But it's called the recounting. Because it's someone
1: recounting this memory of hers. Yes.
0: So, <laughs> oh my God, has it been seven years? Claire's laughing because the first line of this is, it's been seven years. <laughs> and I was like, it's been what? Five and a half. <laughs> okay, so I got okay. really excited. All right. The recounting. It's been seven years since. Seven long years. I can already tell this was written a long time ago because there's two spaces between the period and the next sentence. Yeah. It's funny how time passes, isn't it? I can still remember it perfectly. The day that I lost my virginity with Joe Jonas in the room. <laughs> You're dirty. <dad. laughs> Your <turn. laughs> Popcorn, Claire. <laughs>
1: I I was 17 years old. 17 felt pretty old at the time, but I would soon learn just how young I really was. I didn't know who I was until I saw the Jonas Brothers. Now those boys had their lives together. They had family, religion, even their sexuality was outlined. Just one look at their left hands and everyone could tell just what they were. Pure and uncomplicated. Waiting for marriage and all that jazz
0: it was exactly what a lost girl like myself needed a lighthouse in the storm a guiding light to show me the way into adulthood untouched and pure as the driven snow or at least that's what i thought i needed that was until i met him joe jonas it was a cold
1: and drizzly morning in march it is it is
0: a cold it's not the morning but it is cold and drizzly
1: it is cold and drizzly man this is gonna age like a fine wine in one year (laughs) It was a cold and drizzly morning in March. After begging my mom for over a week, she finally agreed to call me out of school so that I could see the Jonas Brothers. They were appearing on a local radio with the intention of giving away concert tickets for their upcoming show. They couldn't possibly be aware of all the desperate girls with their damp noses pressed up against the windows of the station.
0: But who could really understand the depths of desperation of the girls standing in the cold March rain but the girls themselves? For a long time I tried to pretend that I wasn't one of them. Though how could I pretend any longer? I too was soaked through to the bone clasping my torn sign declaring my love how could i pretend when i was just as eager to join in with the throngs of girls ogling over magazines posters and anything we could get our hands on it's funny looking back to realize just how clear the obsession really was to an outsider but just so hidden from myself
1: <laughs> as i shivered in the rain i held my sign my sign high does overnight. this girl have a name <laughs> no
0: like I we must have given her a name, but I have no idea I, what it is. I couldn't
1: tell you what. I her think name it comes is. later. Maybe it comes later. Okay. But honestly, I don't remember. Based
0: on what I remember happening in this fic, it must come up at some point. It's gotta. But I don't know what it. I'm gonna be surprised when we find
1: out. But I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't. What do you have think it name. is?
0: <laughs> what would you guess that I we had... gave a random 17 year old girl the name of? Janet. Mm, it's not Janet. <laughs> I know it's not Janet. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's. Hmm.
1: Like really, Kayla or something. I really think she's unnamed. My, I'm going to put mine. You're going to put your. I'm going to put mine uh, unnamed. I'm going to go on unnamed. All right. <laughs> um, and you're going with Kayla. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of another one. Um, As so I. As I shivered in the rain, I held my sign high over my head, hoping against hope that one of the brothers might see it as they were entering the station, or at least the radio executive would see it when he came outside to select the contest winners. The radio had kindly set up a series of speakers to project the show onto us crazy fans, and to make us feel like we were actually inside the radio building without actually having our dripping coats to deal with. We couldn't have been happier.
0: There was an excited roar from within the mass of shivering girls as the DJ announced that his assistant was heading outside to choose seven lucky fans to win front-row tickets, as well as an exclusive meet-and-greet with the boys. Chaos was only barely being held at bay due to the fact silence was required in order for the assistant to make a selection. After a long pause, a small girl was selected from the front of the crowd. Then another girl was selected. Then another.
1: With each selection, the time between winners grew shorter, while the tension inside me grew stronger. <laughs> I kept waiting and longing, but with each selection, my heart sunk further down. My heart felt like it was somewhere around
0: my ankles as the last selection was about to be made. This was my chance. This was my only chance. I could feel my desperation like a physical ache, and it shined from my eyes calling to the assistant. As if he could feel my eyes drilling into his skull, he turned in what felt like slow motion and made eye contact with me. For a painful moment, I could feel my heart rising back up into my ribcage as he seemed to smile slightly at me. This was it. My moment. <laughs>
1: He raised his hand and pointed towards me. "'You,' he said firmly. I couldn't believe my luck. "'Me?' I said in almost a whisper, gesturing to myself. With a curl of his finger, he beckoned me forward. I took a hesitant step.
0: "'No, not you. You!' (laughs) The assistant shook his head and pointed to the girl jumping excitedly next to me. My heart turned to ice as I fell to the ground to shatter into a million splintered pieces. What I appreciate about this is that it's really well written.
1: My, and it's like, some of it is like, I'm remembering it now, Mm -hmm. but like, we used to say, this is my moment, like all the time when you'd be like, it'd be like, anything happened. Like any of it, they're like, this is my moment. I'm going to do it. And it would be like, I'm going to grab a can of corns. Yes. Whatever. And, but yeah, it was... But this is, like, very good writing,
0: like... (laughs) Yeah, we're
1: just being dumb. We're
0: just writing something really stupid.
1: (laughs) It's satire. It's really good satire. It
0: is. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) As
1: I watched the lucky contestants follow the assistant into the station, I suddenly couldn't understand why I was there. Why was I standing in the rain? Why was I holding a stupid paper sign that was quickly falling apart in said rain, declaring my undying love for a group of boys I had never met? And it seemed, in all likelihood, would never meet. All those hours I had spent longing over these boys now seemed foolish. This had been my only shot at a meeting, at meeting them, and now it was clear that would
0: never happen. I turned on my heels and made my way out of the mob of girls. I was trying particularly hard not to cry over my foolish actions. Once I was clear of the throng, I turned the corner around the building, hoping to find a quiet place to call my mom. What I found was a series of dumpsters lined against the back of the studio— my hands tore through the damp sign I had lovingly clutched not moments before and ripped it in two before throwing it into one of the open dumpsters. Wow. <laughs> dramatic. It's dramatic. This whole thing is very dramatic. It's very but dramatic. But, like, weird. Yep. You'll
1: see. You'll all see. It'll come. Shaking with frustration and cold, I pulled my cell phone out of my back pocket to call my mom. I wanted her to come pick me up. As luck would have it, it was dead. I let out a growl of frustration and a single glistening tear, mixed with the droplets of rain on my face.
0: As I contemplated my options, a previously unnoticed door swung open suddenly to reveal a husky but busy-looking man. He held an unlit cigarette between his lips and was fumbling with his lighter when he noticed me. I must have presented an interesting sight as he sprang back in alarm, not prepared to find a companion in his smoking space.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My phone is dead, I said, awkwardly holding my blank phone to explain my odd choice of location. This seemed to register with him, and he asked me what model it was. I gave it to him, and he nodded nodded encouragingly, mumbling about having that model of charger at his desk. Most likely feeling sorry for me, he ushered me through the doorway to guide me towards his desk. I followed mutely, only barely taking in my surroundings.
0: Once at his desk, he offered me a cup of coffee, which I declined, and then he gestured dumbly to the charger on his desk. He excused himself to go smoke, indicated that I could stay for as long as I needed to charge my phone. Then, just as suddenly as he had come, he was gone again. I plugged in my phone,
1: and after shivering at the husky man's desk for several minutes, I decided that I needed to move around to warm up. As I was rubbing my hands briskly up and down my arms to warm them, I heard an exasperated growl followed shortly by a series of quick footsteps. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw the flash of a brown-haired boy past the opening of the cubicle I was in. As I hesitantly approached the door- doorway, for lack of a better word, he heard the unmistakable, to the trained ear, voice of the one Joe Jonas say, "'Why do they always have to push it so far?'
0: I looked up just in time to find myself under the intense gaze of Joe Jonas, his steps coming to a halt as his brother Nick continued on without him. With a stormy gaze, he stepped towards me and demanded, why do you guys insist on asking about the purity rings when you know we don't want to talk about them? I don't work here. I stuttered lamely. Oh, Joe paused suddenly, unsure of what to say. Uh, never mind then.
1: He turned to leave, but my hand shot out automatically and grabbed hold of his arm.
0: Wait! I exclaimed.
1: Joe turned back towards me with a confused expression, glancing at my hand on his arm. This caused me to suddenly be aware that I was touching Joe Jonas, and my heart sped up to the point I thought I might faint. I was choking on the speech I had practiced with my Joe Jonas pillows just the (laughs) night before, and I could see that Joe was obviously waiting for me to speak. I, I, I croaked.
0: Yes? Joe asked slowly. I could see in his eyes that he was starting to put the pieces together. I was a crazed fan. I, I just wanted you to know that... I swallowed before continuing in a rush. That because of you guys wearing purity rings, I'm also going to wait for marriage! <laughs> this was a poor explanation of my journey towards finding religion that had all been prompted because of the Jonas Brothers, but I was a shivering mess of cold and confusion, and I could barely wrap my head around the idea that I was touching Joe Jonas's arm. Still, I immediately took, looked down at my shoes, not sure of what to do next.
1: What happened next, I couldn't have foreseen. Joe grabbed hold of my chin and forced me to look back into his eyes. You look at me, he ordered. Let (laughs) me make one thing clear. Those rings are not what we're about.
0: Seeing that he had my attention, he dropped his hand from my chin to make a fistful of my- to take a fistful of my sweatshirt in each of his hands. He shook me slightly as he tried to drive the point home. Don't you ever think that you shouldn't have sex just because some boy band has told you not to. Don't you ever let anyone make decisions for you.
1: He suddenly got very quiet and brought his face even closer to mine, his breath whispering over my skin. (laughs) Do me a favor. You go out into this wide world and you fuck every person (laughs) it ever even crosses your mind to fuck. You don't let anyone tell you that you can't have sex whenever you damn please. You don't know how much I would give to even just watch.
0: I had never heard a Jonas brother swear, but perhaps it was also his proximity that caused me to mutter, you want me to have sex? A sudden clarity came over Joe's eyes as he loosened his grip on my sweatshirt. Yes, he breathed. And you want a watch? I asked lamely. Joe looked a little sheepish as he released me from his death grip. Uh, yeah, he said looking at his feet blushing. All right,
1: I accept, I said trying to sound confident. He said a... He suddenly looked back at me. What? he asked. I'll do it, I said, looking away from his probing stare. I'll have sex, and you can just sit and watch. (laughs) You do that? Joe looked confused, but also a little amazed. Uh, yeah. Why not? I said, rubbing the back of my neck. Do you want to do it now?
0: (laughs) Joe surveyed his surroundings, as if he could find the solution somewhere scattered around the husky man's cubicle. Finally, he said... Yes, but we have to leave quickly.
1: (laughs) Without further explanation, Joe grabbed my hand and tugged me frantically back the way the husky man had brought me. I only managed to swipe my phone off the man's desk as Joe's pace quickened and we ducked into a waiting car.
0: I suddenly found myself in the back seat with the remaining Jones brothers, though they only gave Joe a slightly questioning look before they turned their attention back out the dark-tinted windows. It was the most tense and exciting car ride of my life. (laughs) I'd almost forgotten about my promise to
1: Joe until his brothers had left us alone in the back of the car. So... How are we going to do this?
0: Joe looked at me expectantly. It was as if he thought I had had some sort of plan back at the radio station, and that blurted out the first first thought in my head. Uh, let's go inside first, I said, trying frantically to think of something. This seemed a reasonable plan to Joe, who followed
1: closely on my heels. We were standing towards the back of the fancy lobby of the hotel the boys were staying at. Joe looked at me for direction. Uh, wait here. I'm going to get my boyfriend, I said,
0: trying to think of an excuse. He nodded like this made sense to him, and then turned his attention to his phone. Shit. Why had I said I was going to get my boyfriend? Not only do I not have a boyfriend, but I've never even flirted with a boy before, and now I had to find one in a matter of minutes? In order to have sex with him? In front of a different boy? A celebrity? How did I get myself into this?
1: (laughs) Because it's a fanfic, (laughs) though. Briefly considering just running away, my eyes landed on a boy that looked about my age, maybe older, standing behind the bellhop desk. He clearly worked at the hotel, and not seeing any better options, I decided that I guessed he was attra- that I guessed he was attractive, and could pro- and, and could arguably be someone's boyfriend, <laughs> or at the very
0: least had had sex with a girl before. Trying my best to saunter, though my legs were cramping with tension and I had never attempted to saunter before, I approached the desk. I tried to alluringly. <laughs> He tried to alluringly lean on the side of the desk, missed once, and almost fell, but then recovered and leaned, debatably seductively, against the marble.
1: <laughs> debatably suggestively.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>, debatably seductively.
1: <laughs> I guess he's attractive.
0: He's probably had sex. I don't, he's, I don't know. Based on the looks of him, I bet that ed- guy's had sex. <laughs>
1: The boy behind the desk gave me a strange look before
0: pinning on a smile and said, Is there something I can help you with, miss? I thought back to all the things I had seen on the Disney channel and tried to pick something that Sharpay from High School Musical would say to catch a man. Hey, attractive man. I need someone strong to massage my shoulders.
1: (laughs) He looked perplexed but tried to remain professional. Well, we don't do that at this desk, but I can get you an appointment with one of our spa girls.
0: I immediately backpedaled. No, what I meant is I need, there's, uh, uh, sex. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't think I heard you correctly. I mean, do you want to sex? I tried to (laughs) twirl my hair flirtatiously. The boy behind the desk looked around and looked me up and down before asking, are you serious? Yes, I said plainly.
1: (laughs) He looked around the lobby before he leaned even closer to my face so that only I could hear. Do you have a room here? I looked back over at Joe, who was now watching me earnestly.
0: Yeah, at least I think so. He grinned slightly and then agreed to my sloppily made proposition. I felt a weight lift off my shoulders. Then there's two more things you need to know, I said slowly. Firstly, you have to pretend to be my boyfriend. Second of all, Joe Jonas is going to watch us.
1: <laughs> joe Jonas he looked perplexed from that boy band. they're not a boy band, they're an actual band. You know what's the, you know what that's not important right now. He's over there. I pointed out joe who's who waved awkwardly. The boy waved back, and he's going to watch us.
0: Yes, all right, that's not so bad. I've done weirder. The boy said as he shrugged casually. I was suddenly very curious. You have really what did you you know what that's not important right now, either, and honestly, I don't really want to know. <laughs> The boy came around the front of the desk and
1: he put his arm around my shoulders. What's your name, by the way? He asked as I reminded myself to relax into my boyfriend's arms.
0: Oh, no, we're not going to get a name reveal. Damn it! I knew it! <laughs> I told him, and the boy named Dave and I made our way back towards Joe. A good old classic self-insert. I told him. <laughs> Would you want to insert yourself into the stand <laughs> Absolutely not. No one would ever request this. Yeah, I want a fic in which I don't have sex with Joe, but he watches. (laughs) A little voyeurism, you know. But not me watching, just him. Just him. I told him, and the boy named Dave and I made our way back to Joe. So this is your boyfriend? Joe asked, extending his hand to shake Dave's. Two years and counting, Dave said with a wide grin.
1: Time goes quickly, doesn't it? I force a laugh. Ha ha, that's right, honey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Joe let out a forced laugh. Guess it was lucky that your boyfriend works at this hotel. Yeah! Weird! (laughs) I nearly choked as the three of us laughed. Then, on some secret signal, we turned and followed Joe up to his room. So, uh, how
1: do you want to do this? I asked nervously. Should I take off my shirt?
0: Um... Uh. Um, I guess, Joe said from his position in the middle of the room. Should I be... here? (laughs) From the vacuum of power,
1: Dave suddenly (laughs) rose to be the leader of the situation. He firmly but calmly dragged a chair over to the corner of the room near the large king bed. You'll sit over here, tiger. Let us do the work.
0: (laughs) Joe looked relieved at having some direction and nearly ran over to the awaiting seat. Dave's attention snapped towards me, awkwardly sitting in the middle of the bed. I yelped at the unflinching eye contact. You, he said, pointing to me.
1: Me? I said in a parody of the moment that had brought me here. Of course you, my delicate springtime flower, he said as he ran his finger down the bridge of my nose before bopping me bopping me on the tip. I had no idea how to respond to this gesture.
0: Ah! I tried to sound cute, but it came out more like a strangled animal. Dave tweaked the end of my nose again before he stepped back and started to undo the buttons of his shirt. Should I take off my shirt, I said again. <laughs> Dave shot
1: me a slightly perplexed look as he started to unbutton his pants. Then, looking between the tense Jones brother in the corner and my own frightened appearance, he stepped toward me and said, as smooth as butter,
0: "Why don't I take it off for you?" His fingers slid the zipper off my sweatshirt down, and I couldn't help but shiver. I hoped he thought it was from the cold, but it, in actuality, it was mostly nerves. When the zip, with the zipper undone, he placed a tender kiss on my forehead and proceeded to slip the sweatshirt off my arms. As the damp material hit the floor, a small whimper could be heard f- coming from Joe's side of the room. <laughs>
1: Dave saw my eyes flit toward Joy's, towards Joyce, towards Joe's strange and sudden noise, and he whispered in my ear, "Just ignore him. Pretend he's not here." Before he continued down to place quick kisses on my neck.
0: Somehow during that time, Dave managed to wriggle out of his pants. I wish I'd noticed this sooner. Dave playfully hoisted me up and tossed me onto the bed. It probably would have been better had I not screeched or flailed on my way down. But I have since learned, <laughs> because I have since learned that that is not sexy. But I had been startled. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: With a sexual prowess that I will never possess. Dave climbed on top of me, expecting expecting another kiss. I lifted my head to greet him, but his lips stopped at my collarbone and proceeded to kiss a trail down to the button of my jeans. I snorted, not expecting the kisses to tickle so much.
0: To my complete shock, Dave continued to undo the button of my jeans with his teeth growling like a small puppy with a toy. At the time, I wasn't completely sure if the sound had come from Dave or from Joe in the corner, as I heard a similar mournful growl come from Joe's direction. Though... Upon reflection, the growl from Joe sounded more like a dying animal compared to Dave's playful one. By that time, Dave was pulling the zipper of my jeans down with his teeth as I contemplated what to do with my hands.
1: (laughs) I'm going to take off your jeans now, Dave said, looking seriously into my frightened eyes. So if you could also take off your shirt, that would be tres bueno. (laughs)
0: I nearly giggled at Dave's suave blend of two languages as I pulled my damp t-shirt over my head, as Dave wrestled my wet jeans down my legs. Dave gave me a secret, wicked wink before he looked over towards Joe, tossing my jeans into his lap.
1: Ah, was the sound Joe made, and I had to cover my mouth to keep from laughing as Dave tossed me a grin to show he knew what he had done. Though the sensation quickly passed, I now realize that I was almost naked in front of Not one, but two men I had just met. My breathing stopped and my whole body tensed. To use the word uncomfortable would be to say that the sun is only a little bright. Trying to hide my discomfort from Joe, I quickly turned my gaze back towards Dave, who was seductively crawling up the length of of my body.
0: Seeing the panicked look in my eyes, I swear I could see the gears change in his head. His face changed from one of seduction to compassion as he said, Uh, honey... Why don't we slip under the covers and get more comfortable?
1: I nodded so vigorously that I thought I would crack a vertebrae in my neck. With more speed than grace, I dove beneath the covers, pulling them up to my nose. Dave was slightly more suave and purred like a cat as he (laughs) snuggled in next to me.
0: As Dave climbed over me without any actual contact, I braced myself for what felt like the inevitable consequences of my dumb actions and what would be the loss of my virginity. Dave shot one last look over at Joe, who was perched at the edge of his chair in anticipation, his face rigid with tense excitement, then turned back to me.
1: I must have posed an interesting sight, looking scared out of my mind, and exactly like the virginal virginal girl <laughs> that I was, as Dave leaned his face down towards mine, and I scrunched my eyes closed, preparing for impact. However, Dave brought his lips down to my ear and whispered, I can tell that you are uncomfortable. Just follow my lead. We don't have to do anything that you don't want to do.
0: I pried my eyes open and caught Dave looking down at me mischievously again. He winked before suddenly arranging himself off to the side of my body the covers completely hiding the change. You're going to have to take off your underwear to sell this, he whispered into my ear again.
1: I nodded quickly as I scurried out of my panties, bringing them up to my chest for Dave to see. In a flash of teeth I barely saw, he snatched my panties away from <laughs> me and tossed them with his teeth off the bed. Joe responded with, a uh, noise. <laughs>
0: Dave took this opportunity to shrug out of his own underwear and then proclaimed in a slightly too loud voice for the situation, Oh, baby, I can't wait to be inside you.
1: Dave cued me with a slight raise of his eyebrow. I was less natural about the dialogue. Oh, yes, I can't wait to be inside you
0: either. (laughs) (laughs) Dave shook his head and looked heavenward. Are you ready for me, you sexy thing?
1: I nodded. Dave pierced me with a look. Oh, I corrected. Yes, I am ready. Mmm, sexy you.
0: (laughs) Dave, I want to just, like, make sure everyone knows this dialogue is intentional. Like, this is what we meant it to sound like. We wanted it to sound... (laughs) To be the most awkward. (laughs) I'm going to, like, cry. It's... (laughs) Dave crossed his eyes in frustration, but Joe didn't seem fazed by our forced dialogue. Dave proceeded to mime a hip-thrusting motion that I can't really describe. All right, here I come, Dave said, looking forcefully at me as Joe hummed in anticipation. Obviously, I was supposed to say something once whatever happened happened. Taking my cues from Dave, I tried to moan seductively, as he did.
1: I can't say I was a great pupil, but Joe did not seem to notice. Dave, on the other hand, kept trying to expand my vocabulary of moans, sighs, whimpers, and dirty talk with some gentle suggestions. These were a selection of some of my better lines.
0: Oh, you dirty cow. <laughs> Give it to me, sailor. <laughs> Drop your anger on me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right there in my vagina. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the greatest
0: piece of literature I've ever read. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll never, I'll never be able to write anything better than this. This is the best thing this, I've ever written.
1: This is the, this is what it looks like to look back on your glory days.
0: <laughs> we peaked. We peaked five years ago.
1: <laughs> Dave tried his best to control his laughter as well as hide his shame and frustration and my lack of skills. This proceeded to go on for what was probably only a couple of minutes, but felt like hours to me. When I thought I had exhausted my lines of journey talk, I shot Dave a look of desperation. He bit his lip in concentration, and when the thought occurred to him, he exclaimed, Babe,
0: I'm so close! Close to what? I asked, concerned. He hissed in my ear to be quiet, then moaned, Oh, God, babe, I can't hold on much longer! He mouthed, Moan! I hissed, What? <laughs>
1: Dave rolled his eyes and then pinched me hard in the side. Ah! <laughs> I howled as Dave proceeded to make a series of strange facial expressions and moan. Finally, he called out my name with a last groan and then collapsed next to me panting heavily. I followed suit.
0: Joe started to clap like he had just witnessed a particularly well play- <laughs> particularly well-played round of golf. <laughs> I caught Dave making a confused look out of the corner of my eye. With only the squeak of the chair to warn us, Joe approached the bed. Uh, thanks, guys, he said awkwardly. That was really good. Uh,
1: you're welcome, man, Dave said coolly. Yeah, I, uh, feel a lot better, Joe continued on.
0: That really helped. Joe then proceeded to remove his wallet from his back pocket and pull out a handful of bills. He set them awkwardly on top of the covers, above my breasts, and then proceeded to shuffle out of the room. As soon as the lot clicked behind him, Dave propped himself up on his elbows and collected the money to count. Shit, he exclaimed. This is like $5,000.
1: Dave, always cool as a cucumber, proceeded to divide the cash into two equal piles. He placed my half back on top of my breasts before popping up nude as the day he was born to dress himself. I looked away, pretending to count my money.
0: Such a weird day, Dave said like he was talking about the weather. He cast an affectionate glance towards me and then ruffled my hair with his hand. Oh, you, he said with a smile. Thanks, Dave, was all I could say.
1: With nothing else to say to each other, Dave shot one last affectionate look at me before he straightened his name tag and left the room.
0: That would be the last time I would ever see Dave or Joe in person again. Years later, I would discover that Dave had become a semi-successful director, producer, and actor in many low-budget porn films. Joe, of course, continued his music career. I would
1: discover that I was in fact a lesbian, (laughs) which I guess I have the the Jonas Brothers to thank. For without the addition of the purity rings and the ever-watchful Disney company, Joe would never have been so sexually frustrated, and I would have never found myself in that hotel room.
0: The end <laughs> of the best fan fiction you will ever hear in your life. Oh, uh, good times! I have no words. See, there's no name. That's why. Oh God, you were so right. I know. I want. I was like in my brain thinking like, oh, like once they get to the sex, it's gonna be like, oh, Dave. Oh, Tina. Whatever. Like, I don't yeah, know. Like. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, we must have written it down. And it was like, and I feel like we couldn't... We just never thought of one, and we just never yeah. wanted to. I
1: remember we picked Dave because we thought that was a very unsexy name. <laughs> like, yeah. that's... You don't have, like, a pornographic And like, It's not, like, a
0: young guy's name. No. Like, it's not an 18-year-old man's name, Dave. No, no. I
1: remember us thinking about that. I feel like there must have been the creative choice to not name her. Yeah.
0: But it just...
1: <laughs> Oh man, I completely forgot about the dirty talk. I yep. thought it was just, a, the weird, part. <laughs> just a weird just a voyeuristic. Everything about it is weird. <laughs> yeah, we like we turned the weirdness up to 11 and we didn't take our foot. We put that on our own or Yeah, somewhere. we didn't take nope. our foot off the gas <laughs> nope. there. Yeah, we should put that it on. It was Archive literally
0: our own. just us being like like laughing really hard and then saying this is what happens next. <laughs> and oh my god, it has aged as well as I thought. There is nothing that says anything about what year it was, so no. I think this will go on forever in time. Seven years ago. Good times. Alright, well I, there wasn't a lot of, like, banter, but there didn't really need to be.
1: I mean, it was basically Grace and I's banter in... What we say to each other. In f- fan fiction. This is, like, this was a fly on the wall of when Grace and I would riff on each other of dumb stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, sailor! Oh, you dirty cow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to say that was inspired by something that I saw in, uh... Diary of a London coggirl, which I was watching at the time.
1: Oh that sounds <laughs> like right. there was
0: something about being a dirty chicken and I was like, That's too close So I gotta change the animal. <laughs> it's a cow now. It just—I don't know what "dirty sailor"
1: came from. I think we just were like trying to think What's so of really terrible. Yeah, we were just trying to think of the worst dirty lines you could think of.
0: Right there in my vagina. Right there in
1: my—just something that would really pull you out of the moment if you heard it. Like, can you imagine being in bed and someone is like, "Yeah, right in my vagina," and you're like, "Oh my
0: god." I mean, I was there, so I don't know what to change. I'd be like, oh. "I guess I'm good. Great." Be like. Okay, you're welcome. Wonderful. (laughs) (sighs) Well, now that we're back. What an excellent kickoff to the season. Great time. Claire? Are you next or am I next? I guess I'll be next. You're next. (laughs) What is my assignment?
1: So, I just finished watching The Good Place. No spoilers. And, yeah, and you're <laughs> not there yet. And so, uh, but you have started watching it. Mm-hmm. And so, I was very I get fascinated. I the premise. Yeah, so I was very fascinated with how they, like, the whole show in general had, like, a very interesting premise. Mm-hmm. And I would be interested in finding out, like, alternative endings to the show. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there was a lot of ways that the show could have ended. Okay. Um, and a lot of ways that it could have been taken. So okay. Because as like, someone
0: who has not finished it knowing how the seasons progress it kind of just starts over. Yeah. So there theory could be any end. No, exactly.
1: And so I want to <laughs> see what people I want to see what interesting things are out there. Okay. See what's out in mm-hmm. the good place. Mm-hmm. Fan fiction. All right. World.
0: Sounds good. I'm into it. All right. I hope you enjoyed this original fan fiction. If you would like to read the original, the only place it is on on the internet is that one weird com. <laughs> and it's
1: the only post.
0: It's the only thing on that whole website.
1: <laughs> about once a year I reblog it and In that's about that it. hopes that
0: eventually it'll get viral.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that there will come a day where it will go viral and that'll be my dream. It'll be a good that's time. How, that's how we'll get famous.
0: We'll meet Joe Jonas and we'll have to have a really weird conversation with him.
1: <laughs> and I want to be like, can you read all of Joe's parts and I'll read the rest. <laughs>
0: and Grace read, and I will read the we'll other read, part. I'll be
1: Dave. <laughs> I'll I'll be you.
0: Unknown
1: female. I'll be unknown female narrative. girl. Joe, you be yourself. Grace will be Dave. And
0: we'll do a dramatic reading again. <laughs> That'll be the end of the season. We'll just do the same. <laughs> I would cry. You guys, we got to get this podcast big enough to get Joe Jonas on the, on the pod. Make our dreams come alive. Tell, like, ten friends to listen. One of them's got to know Joe Jonas. Yeah, six degrees of Joe Jonas. Like, he's famous, but he's not unattainably famous, so I think we can make this happen if we try really hard. (laughs) All right, we hope the rest of the season can compare to this. This was a good kickoff. This has been Grace and Claire doing uh, what we do. Find us and subscribe and like us and give us reviews on iTunes at fine pairings podcast tell your friends uh send this to someone that you think might like listening to it in their time of uh uh, being alone (laughs) we'll be your
1: friend we all need some joy and let's say this sparks a lot of joy for me sparks
0: joy if you have any fan fictions that you've written in a frenzy of like 10 o'clock time with your roommates please send them to us if they're not super super long (laughs) and all that jazz we hope you come back next week for other things. Goodbye. Bye.